Welcome to the Evolve with Nicolette podcast. I'm Nicolette. I'm a small business owner, wife, and mom. As I'm on my own journey of healing through this process, I've been inspired to encourage a healthy, positive mindset for women and men everywhere. Here, as you will hear my own journey of growth, I will also feature people that are inspiring their communities through health, wellness, and business. I am so excited and so extremely grateful you've decided to press play today. Now let's get started. On today's episode, I had a convo with Cesar Ardones, the creator behind the project Heart of the Harbor, Wilmington. He features so many inspirational people from every walk of life and asked them all the same question. If they would give the youth one piece of advice, what would it be? He himself also has an amazing story that led him up to the start of this project. You're going to love this episode. Caesar is not only a friend, but like family, and I'm so proud of him and this project. Now on to this episode people know this page so this so a background of this page is that um it's just showcasing people of wilmington so it's it, it's uh it's shining a light on people who either live currently live in wilmington mm-hmm. they've lived in wilmington and now moved away mm-hmm. they've, so they've grown up in wilmington and and people who either work or volunteer yeah. in wilmington so they spend a lot of time like people who teach in wilmington or oh yeah what not right okay so then um so if you ever so when you go to the heart of the harbor wilmington page either on instagram facebook or even has its own um, website now um you're basically seeing nameless pictures but you're asking one question which is so if you could give youth one advice what would that advice be and based on a personal experience that you've had that relates that advice to your life. Yeah. And I love that so much because um, I feel like I feel like people who I feel like either you don't hear Wilmington as much or like it's like a unknown city like Carson. It's not like Torrance. Whenever you got to say like, oh, where's Wilmington? You got to say, it's been Long Beach or yeah. we're from L.A., you know. So I feel like this gives it's a great platform to feature people, but then not even, it doesn't have to be necessarily about the person, but more about their words and like their experiences. Right. Yeah. So, um, let's do, let's do background. So tell me about you. Cause I feel like, um, either one, people are barely finding out that you are the person behind this page, which is great because this is, it's not necessarily about you at all. You completely kind of like removed yourself, but said you're the catalyst for this page, right? Like you're the one who uh, posts the pictures, uh, promote it, do the social media and do all that. But I want to get the background on you first. So background is... In... Yeah, so you're born and raised in Wilmington. Okay, yeah. So I'm born and raised... Oh, I've lived... Uh, grew up in Pedros up yeah. until like maybe like the first grade. Yeah. So from like the second grade on, I've lived in Wilmington off and on mm-hmm. uh, from my childhood <clears throat> up until the present. Yeah. Um, yes, because now you're a homeowner in Wilmington, yes, which now is fantastic. I'm a homeowner in Wilmington. Yes. You got to ask me some more questions. <laughs> so, okay, so you went to what um, elementary did you go so to? So I went to a private school. It was uh, Pacific Harbor Christian. Okay. 
um, up into the seventh grade, and uh -huh. then I went to Dotson. Mm -hmm. And from Dotson, that was my eighth grade. And from Dotson, I went to Banning, from ninth to twelfth grade. And then, because um, I mean, full disclosure, we're friends outside of this, and we're friends through my husband. You guys are like a big group of like good friends, and you guys, you basically met all of them at Dotson, right? Or like most of I them. Met, I met them. I met some of them at Dotson, and then through those friends, I met like the rest of them, like my eighth grade summer going into. Yeah ninth grade yeah and it's cool because you guys are so tight-knit and it's basically went into your 20s and now you guys are in your 30s and becoming dads and it's beautiful to watch um so you went to cal state long beach right i started off at harvard college um it took me some time to get out of there but i finally <laughs> i finally uh, graduated and then went to cal state long beach nice and so you got your degree in actually i got my bachelor's in history mm-hmm I wanted to go into law, and then I realized really quick that that wasn't for me. <laughs> yeah, imagine. And then um, from there, I decided, because I started traveling a lot yes. abroad, <clears throat> and I decided that I would be a world history teacher. Mm -hmm. I was always into history. Um, and at some point near the end of my bachelor's in history, I decided instead of going into world history, uh, to be going to special ed. Yes. To be a special ed teacher. Right. So with that too, you have um, siblings that are um, disabled. That have, uh, disabled and they have special needs. Do you feel like that's what led you to that? Um, so I had always been involved in their life, like with mm -hmm. their school and volunteering as a yeah. kid. Um, and I think it was like an unconscious thing that mm -hmm. it just kind of led me to that point. Like natural. Yeah, because I, I yeah. honestly don't really remember when I actually decided that yeah. I was going to do... Kind of fell into it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, like, because of them. Like, yeah, I understand what it's like, you know, because I went to school to, as an educator to right. teach kids with disabilities. But I also understand what it's like from the parent's perspective. Right. And, like, what the parent's expectations and what the real needs for their kids are. Right. Because it's not always an academic need. Right. Right, right, right. So I love, I think I, that's one of my favorite parts about you is because that, I feel like that's a compassionate side of you, right? And then along with you being well-traveled, because you've been to Europe, like all over Europe, Costa Rica, name, yeah. name a couple more. Because so, I feel like that, that plays a big part. So you know? I traveled uh, through most of Mexico mm -hmm. um, various times. Mm -hmm. um, and then I've traveled through, I went to Central America a few times. And then I did one long trip from Mexico to Bolivia. Yes. That almost was like, it took me about a year. To come back home. To come back home. Yeah, that's crazy. But I feel like that's cool. So now I want to I bring that around to like what your outside travels mean to like, do you appreciate Wilmington more? Does it like give like a different perspective like in your life because you've seen what it's like? Oh no, it gives you like a completely completely different perspective so yeah I don't really know what drove me to want to start traveling mm -hmm. in my very early 20s but I knew at a very young age that like I wanted to go beyond like the perimeters of my city right like the but, bubble we're all like yeah in a bubble. like I yeah. was just hungry and waiting to finish school to be able to start like venturing out yeah and um, as I started to leave my city that I grew up in and experienced life beyond you know the 
the walls that the imaginary walls that we live in and the right. bubble that you're talking about right. i started realizing there is like a whole another world right. out there and a life different than what i had experienced right and it's kind of you know at first it i actually had a it made me not like my city Mm-hmm. In very nice words, I, it made me less appreciative of the city that I lived in because I was going to all these places and it was like, wow, like these places are really beautiful or right. like they're, you know, people act differently, mm-hmm. you know. But as I started traveling and coming back home, you know, it made me really realize like the things that I learned and the person that I became. I could have never have become this person mm-hmm. if I wouldn't have grown up in the community that I live in. Right. Because while I went to school and learned, you know, the academic stuff and how mm-hmm. to, like, present myself in front of other people who are educated. Right. You know, like, I learned how to handle myself in the streets, you know? Yeah. And, like, yeah. made me a bit more well-rounded people person and, mm-hmm. like, to be able to handle myself with just about anybody that I come across. Right. And it made me appreciate the things that I had value you know how far i had come and like um just from the travels or even being able to go to school mm-hmm. and finish school right and realizing that everybody has that opportunity <clears throat> so i mean it really opened my eyes and and it was through the traveling and through you know teaching knowing that i wanted to be a teacher that i mm-hmm. realized that I, at one point which is another story mm-hmm. that i wanted to come back to wilmington and do something Besides teaching. Right, like give back. To give back in a way that no one has really kind of done before. In my own way. Mm -hmm. Um, No, and I I love that specifically. And I feel like maybe at first you wouldn't have thought that that would have made a big difference. Or like um, brought... Or like have made a impact on this. But it totally... It's your growth as a person. And that's ultimately what led you to even doing this you know what i'm saying and i yeah, think that's awesome well like this project really started like 10 years ago mm-hmm. like nine or ten years ago maybe between eight and ten mm-hmm. and i was traveling through eastern europe and i was in poland mm-hmm. and i like randomly on a map picked the city that had a lake on it because i wanted to go hang out near a lake yeah and i took a <laughs> bus and I ended up in the city, and it was kind of in the afternoon, and I'm sitting on the bench overlooking, like, this beautiful lake. And I'm, like, looking at a map, and I definitely didn't know, like, where I was going to stay the night. Yeah. Because I was going to, I was looking for That's somewhere crazy. to camp. Yeah. Because I was pretty broke. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and some man walks by, pushing a stroller, and he, in English, he... He's like, excuse me, you know, do you need some help? And I told him, yes, I'm looking for somewhere to camp for the night or somewhere to stay for cheap. And to make a long story short, he offered to for me to stay with him. And mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, this is a complete stranger walks up to me. Not crazy. So he said, you can think about it. I'm about to go drop off my wife's dinner and I'm going to come back this way. So he did that and on his way back, he came back and I decided to like stay with him for the night. Yeah. And um, I stayed with him and his son and his wife, and he was kind of the uh, the motivating factor that essentially made me decide that I was going to come back to Wilmington mm-hmm. and do something. 
um, this guy had created a program in Poland where he was a motivational speaker mm-hmm. and he had other people in Poland doing the same thing. And all of, including himself, all of these people did something unique. Um, they either like climbed the mountains or uh, were cyclists that did races or someone that like was trying to break swimming records or they did some sort of outdoorsy yeah. racing expeditions that... Um, Something adventurous. Yes, yeah. and what they did is they'd go out on these adventures or these um, races and then they'd come back and talk about it to kids mm-hmm. and trying to motivate them to uh, see outside of Poland mm-hmm. and go, to go out and do something for them, more for themselves and then what they see around them. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is so amazing. Like yeah. this guy is doing things that I love to do and mm-hmm. he's like motivating youth <coughs> at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I left Poland and I, this is like midway into a three month trip that I was on and I was like already like dead set. Like, man, when I finish this trip, I'm going to go back to Wilmington and I'm going to do something. And I kept thinking about it and thinking about it. And like by the time I decided to, by the time I finished the trip and I went back home, I was like, I'm going to do a documentary about Wilmington. Yeah. So I come back home and I spend way too much money on like equipment to film that yeah. I even knew how to use. I bought a camera and a new desktop and sound equipment and lights and all this stuff. And I pretty much for about a year, year and a half, I just like chased my tail and I really felt like I got nowhere. I had like no sense of direction. Mm-hmm. I just... Um, got like stuck in like an analysis paralysis kind of and you know i just more than anything else i let my insecurities um kind of beat myself down and i let like other people's opinions really influence me and limit my potential because i i really let Mm -hmm. other people's words and my insecurities really just kind of break myself down Mm mm-hmm and so I ended up quitting after about a year, year and a half. And then my son was born and I kind of just like gave up on it. Yeah. Sold all my stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, between, you know, fast forwarding this like over the years, even though I didn't do anything, I, w- I had like this haunting feeling all the time. Yeah. You know, a feeling of like wanting to do something, but not really knowing what that something was. And right. it was like. I mean, it would happen, I would have this this thought all the time. Like, it wouldn't go away. And it was like, I hated it because I knew that I was like, I should be doing something, but I didn't mm-hmm. know what it was, and I wasn't really quite ready for it at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I feared, I feared um, growing old one day and not having the ability to actually do the things that I wanted to at that point in my life. And looking back at my life and having a sense of regret and Mm -hmm. and thinking, you know, you could have done something, but you chose not to do it, you know, because of your insecurities or your self-doubt and allowing other people's opinions to limit yourself, limit myself. And so... After coming across uh, the website Humans in New York, which mm-hmm. is something similar where, where um, a gentleman goes around New York and he just like, I don't know if he asks people questions. I don't even yeah. know what it is because all of the topics are all different. Yeah, every, every story is so different. So I thought, okay, you know, I'm going to use social media because mm-hmm. that's what everybody's looking at. And mm-hmm. I thought I'm going to take photos instead of vi- uh, taking videos because it's 
now I'm a father and I'm working and I don't have time to be editing like a ton of videos all the time. Right. So I decided this like last year. Mm-hmm. I'll go back to what I'm what I was yeah. thinking right now. Why I, I'm actually decided yeah. to continue with what I'm doing. Um, and then um, over the summer I decided that uh, I would focus on one question, which is if you could give youth one advice what would that advice be mm-hmm. and based on a personal experience that the person has had relating it to that advice mm-hmm. um and if i take a step back the reason why i essentially like started the project again mm-hmm. in a different way was because i teach at harry bridges mm-hmm. so i've been teaching at harry bridges for like eight years now and Since it's a elementary school. so it's a k through eight uh-huh. um, kindergarten through eighth grade in wilmington mm-hmm. and um I started teaching there since it opened. Mm-hmm. I'm a special ed teacher who works with students with autism, but I have a seventh grade elective with general ed students. Mm-hmm. So every 10 weeks, I get a different group of kids. Mm-hmm. So I get four different groups of seventh graders all year. So by the end of the year, I've, I've um, worked with every single seventh grader mm-hmm. that year. Mm-hmm. And over the years, I've you know, changed my electives and like, try to find different ways to like work with them and it's like kind of never really worked out until now mm-hmm. you know i'm always trying to like pretty much like spit game to them or <laughs> yeah. like trying to teach them about life besides just like all the academic stuff that they get all day the norm of teaching yeah like the right. math and the english and trying to like teach them about real life stuff yeah that they could use and that they'll probably remember and that's like a great age because that's when you're like you really soak it up like a sponge yeah and so while trying to do this, you know, the kids, I get along really well with the kids, but, you know, I kind of get a feeling that I'm like that nagging dad. That's <laughs> like, okay, yeah, you know, like, it's really cool what you're talking about, but, mm-hmm. like, I'm, I don't really want to hear that right now. Like, okay. it's like one ear and out the other. Right. Because that's the way I was when I was in the seventh grade. It was yeah. like, maybe people were talking to me about this, but I just wasn't listening. Right. I, w- I wasn't listening to what adults really had to tell me. Right. So that's what essentially made, drove me again to create this project because I realized like, okay, I'm going to do something different to present what it is that I actually want to tell them, but mm-hmm. put the different twist to it. So right. I'm going to use like social media and I'm going to create a website and I'm going to go around and I'm going to ask other people what their advice is and, and focus on their stories to present it to my students. So I figured that, you know, you can't, they can't ignore everybody's advice. Right. You know, there's going to be, as time goes on and for however long I decide to do this, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to interview as many different kinds of people that I possibly can, whether, you know, eventually one of the kids is going to read it or we're going to talk about somebody and it's going to be like their grandma or it's going to be their friend's dad or it's going to be like somebody that they see all the time, whether it's like, the person who's homeless and asks for change when they're leaving McDonald's or mm-hmm. the lady who works at the liquor store that they go to or a teacher that <clears throat> they have in their, you know, at school, or someone, a teacher that they previously had. Right. And this advice might not be life-changing where I think, like, this project is going to change the world, but mm-hmm. they might read it and simply think to themselves, like, one of two things, I feel. Like, one, they might they might read it and be like, wow, like I never thought you felt that way or I never knew mm-hmm. that you experienced that. Mm-hmm. And the next time that they see that person, 
that they might bring that up like hey you know i seen you on my teacher's uh, project that website mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. and then that might give them the opportunity now unconsciously they don't even know they're doing this they might have a 5 10 15 20 minute conversation with that kid mm -hmm. about whatever it is that they were talking about right. and that might lead to other things that they don't and you know, that was an opportunity if they wouldn't have had it, if it wouldn't have been through this. Right, it plants a seed. It plant, so that goes into the next thing, you yeah. know. And even taking a step back, like, now there might be a kid who reads something that might make them feel like, maybe they're just going through something at that time and they just need to hear something. Right. You know, because I feel that we influence, people influence each other in a negative and in a positive way. Mm -hmm. Beyond... It's more than what we really know that we do. For example, like if someone's in a bad mood and you mm -hmm. come across somebody, they can very easily irritate you or set you off. And now you're upset for a, an hour, half the day. You're right. pissed off. You're in a grumpy mood because that person pissed you off. Right, right. Well, I feel that we could do the same thing in a positive way. Yes. For example, we could be feeling a certain way and... It could be a complete stranger that tells us something that just makes us feel a certain way and it touches us mm -hmm. in a way that we just need to hear that right. at that moment, you right. know, and, and they might feel that kid or whoever reads this might be like, wow, I'm not the only person that feels that way. Right. And that in itself might be just enough for that moment for that person. Yeah. If anything, people remember how you made them feel, right? And if anything, people are going to remember how... Because, um, I mean, it's hard to even, like, if you go through, especially, like, the page, you'll end up, like, clicking on somebody just because, like, oh, you might know them. Or, like, hey, she looks interesting. But then it's her words or his words that, like, damn, like, that made me feel, like, a certain way. Or, like, one of your more recent ones, I think he was, like, a homeless man. And it was basically, like, heartbreaking to hear him say, like, no one care, nobody wants me anymore. And, I mean, I don't relate to that, but if anything, that, like, you can't help but that shit, like, tugs at your heartstrings, you know? And it makes, and I even saw, like, the comments at the bottom of, like, people wanting to help or people wanting to, like, hey, do you know where he, like, stays at? Do you know where, you know? And it's kind of, like, depending on, like, the story or, like, the per or whatever the person says, it makes you, it makes you feel a certain way. And just like how I read that story, I think you posted that like weeks ago and I still remember how it made me feel. You know what I mean? I think that's really, um, I feel like that, I feel like that's so epic of this whole thing. Cause it might not feel like it's so important, but every story is different. And I think that's so interesting and that's so cool. And I also want people because growing up in Wilmington and then you start to venture out to other cities, like you tell people where you're from. Wilmington always gets a bad rap. Mm -hmm. People always think of Wilmington as like somewhere that's just surrounded by some refineries and the port. Or mm -hmm. if you go there, you're gonna get robbed. Or there's too many. There's like you're gonna get shot by some gangster. <laughs> yeah, the stereotypical. And so I figured, you know, even mm -hmm. though I'm asking for people's advice, and some of their advice might focus on something negative in their life it's still shining a positive light on yes. all of the individuals who i'm interviewing so mm -hmm. i i want to shine a positive light on the community and draw yeah. just a different perspective on on the community mm -hmm. because i feel that there isn't enough like positive things being mm -hmm. recognized like coming out of Wilmington. 
Yeah. And while it might not be like the biggest thing and like get the biggest recognition, mm-hmm. but it's just me doing my small part. Yeah. And so that's enough for me. And that's why I've like, you know, that's why I'm doing it. It's essentially for the kids, but yeah. you know, I just growing up in Wilmington and having the opportunity to like travel and do a lot of stuff, I feel like I'm kind of obligated because I've decided to, to, I've decided to, you know, choose a career where I'm giving back. I'm mm-hmm. a teacher. Mm-hmm. So I figured, you know, this is just kind of fits into what it is that I'm doing. Yeah. And I don't, I don't even think you should like even play it down that way. Cause I feel like, um, even to, even though like maybe to you, like it might not be a big deal, but I feel like it's picking up steam in a way where more people are seeing it and more people are gonna draw to it because hey let's face it in every city there's an instagram or a facebook page solely dedicated to like the crimes that are happening there right and i kind of feel like this is the best opposite outlet because everybody's on you know like crimes of wilmington crimes of carson crimes of san pedro but really this this project of yours is the other one that everyone gets to go see and see something, like you said, positive instead of highlighting and constantly regurgitating all the negative that's constantly, you know, being spewed out. And I feel like it's a great, um, I feel like the narrative is slowly starting to change and it's because of people like you. Like right now, um, if you go to Wilmington and you pass by the high school, there's three or four big banners that are towards that I think it's like Avalon, um, and on the corner of PCH and Avalon, um, that those are the two of the big streets um, in Wilmington, and it says um, sending college bound graduate like pilots are college bound, you know, or having a um, award winning program, and it's all like just positive things, and it's planting the seeds, you know, because there's not enough of that, and I feel like. Like you said, you're just you're just doing your part, and I think that's just so um, so awesome because that's inspiring for other people to do it for their city also. Because even though um, I grew up in Wilmington for a very tiny tiny bit, I left when we moved out when we were when I was five, um, so I claim Carson, right? But I'm from the area, you know what I mean? And I feel like that's something it makes me proud to see that it's like people my age doing what they can. To change the narrative of where they're from and I think that's great there's nothing that's wrong with doing that there's no downside to doing that you know what I mean and I think that's that's awesome and it just um, opens people up to doing things themselves because there's a lot of people in the area doing things like Sita is doing stuff I'm I think she does, like, the um, Harbor Coffee. I'm going to tag that in the show notes, and I know that I'm getting the name wrong. Um, but she does a lot of things for homeless people also, and I think the that's awesome. Center. The Teen Center. Um, Lex and Andy own um, the Wilmington Barbershop. You know, just there's a lot more people coming back home and doing good there and, you know, making it possible and letting people see that, hey, I could do this also. It's not that hard, you know? And I think that's great. Um, so I love everything that you just said right now. And it's kind of felt like you went through all my bullet points in that. And I, I think that's so great. Um, 
because you're just someone that's so well-spoken, you're so articulate, and I feel like, um, I feel like you're the best person for this, and I know that for you, you might not feel like it's, like, a big deal, but I see, you know, like, you're, you're changing the perspective, even though you're not showcasing yourself, you're showcasing others, and I think that's so commendable of you, and I think that's so great, um, but I want to flip the script on you, and you ask one question to every person, um, and feature that on the page. So here, what I want to ask is, um, maybe not just to the youth, youth, but what advice would you give to someone? Um, and then for here, like for people just in general, because a lot of people, like a lot of my audience is like women, but also men also, but like, what's one advice? Cause like you said, you stopped a documentary thing that you were doing because you're listening to other people, but then maybe that just wasn't part of your path right so what's your one advice that you would give all right and um it's just it's it's a battle every day you know through our entire life you know as you're growing up you want to do things like mm -hmm. you want to do good on your in school or you want to be a good sibling mm -hmm. or you want to be a good father you want to be good at your job mm -hmm. and the self-doubt you know we uh limit ourselves by our own selves mm -hmm. you know and then we typically want to blame or find excuses outside of ourselves for why we are not doing what we want or why we don't have what we want or yes. why we don't do the things that we really want to do in our life and it's really our own selves for the most part with an exception of some sometimes where there's some outside factors that really like limit for us from moving forward but it's it's just our, we hold ourselves back in life. And it's like this project, even even as I speak right now, like I have my ups and downs with it, even though I just started in July. Like there's days where I think to myself, like, why am I doing this? This is mm -hmm. ridiculous. Like people must think like I'm crazy or people must think like, oh, Caesar's such a joke or whatever. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And I have to think to myself, like, it doesn't matter what these people think. And I need to just continue on with what I'm doing, regardless of, like, what I think of myself mm -hmm. or what I think about this project, because I've already started it. And how can I teach kids to go out and do things if I'm not doing it myself? Because it's easier to sell someone to do something, mm -hmm. but actions speak louder than words. Yeah. And so... I use this as an example with my students. Every time I start my class, I tell them how difficult it's been for me to do what it is that I'm doing and mm -hmm. how difficult it continues to be for me to do this and how, you know, like nothing good comes easy. Mm -hmm. Like anything that's worth anything, you have to work for it because yeah. if someone gives it to you, there's no value to it. Yes. And sometimes you have to fail at something and try again to to appreciate what it is that you've achieved or what it is that you've earned or how far you've gotten and so just knowing that like we can overcome these mm -hmm. things we can come overcome our insecurities we can overcome um other people's opinions if we just put ourselves in a place where we have confidence in ourselves and build ourselves up without anybody needing without us needing anybody to build ourselves up just within yeah. because if we don't have the strength to do it within ourselves then it's not going to happen like we shouldn't we shouldn't have to depend on someone else mm -hmm. 
Right. To tell us that, like, we're good. Yeah, we don't need validation from anybody else. Yes. And yeah. it's when you're, when, when you can do that is when you're going to be successful at, at whatever it is that you do. Yeah. Because you know your own potential. Yes. Oh, that is so good, Caesar. Thank you so, <laughs> so much for coming. Um, I just want to say on the record that I'm just so proud of you. Um, I think uh, you said you started this back in July, and I kind of feel like our, you know, I did Evolve Nicolette and started this whole podcast around the same time. I launched my podcast back in August. So it's like, um, I feel like we're on the same path, and I want you to know that it happens to me every single day also where I just want to quit. I just feel like, what's this for? Like, what am I doing it for? Why, like, why are people going to care? And I just feel like every day somebody needs for at least for me to plant one seed. And if it's just one person that just gets that, then that's all that matters. You know what I mean? And I think that's so good. And I appreciate you so, so much for coming and doing this with me today and having this convo with me. So I want people to know where they could find your project. Um, so give me all the social medias. So you can find website. it on Facebook and Instagram. It's called Heart of the Harbor Wilmington. Um, it's the same thing on uh the internet, the website, it's called Heart of the Harbor Wilmington. Dot com, yep. So it's um, on Instagram. Um, it is heart underscore of underscore the underscore harbor underscore Wilmington. And I'm going to put it all in the um, show notes. Give them a follow. Uh, give him a follow and read. Like I feel like you could just be on there for hours just scrolling through all the um, stories and the advice people give. And it's so awesome. Um and just so inspiring to hate to motivate you to maybe you could do this for your city too, especially if it has a bad rap the way how like where we come from, you know, um, it's just that little portion of somebody doing their part. It does not hurt. And if anything, you never know who you're inspiring along the way. So I thank you so much, Caesar, for coming. I appreciate you so much. No problem. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you've loved what you heard today, please rate and leave a review on iTunes. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to keep the good stuff coming. For more inspiration and what I'm up to, please follow me on Instagram at Evolve Nicolette. Don't forget to tag me in your screenshots of the episodes you're listening to. Also, I do a happy dance every single time I get one and I love them so much. Thanks so much. See you on the next episode.